Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mums That Meet podcast. Today I'll be sitting down with Lorena. Me and Lorena speak about what it was like to deal with the pressures of being a young mum after becoming pregnant at 21, how writing was a major part of her recovery to finding herself again, and how to find time for yourself as a single mum. Thank you again for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. thank you so much for joining me do you want to give everyone a little bit of a intro to yourself so they know who you are yes firstly thank you for having me oh anytime it is my first podcast I'm super excited oh um my name's Lorena like you mentioned (laughs) um I have Myla I have a two-year-old two and a half year old um going on you know however old she thinks she is (laughs) And yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm so bad with introductions. I never know what to say about myself. But yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, you'll get the picture as we go along. Yeah. Everyone's going to get yeah. to know you through this conversation anyway. So that's good. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So let's get straight into it. What was your childhood like? Okay. Definitely getting straight into it, aren't we? Yeah. Um... And, and, I, and I actually have never asked this question before. <laughs> But I feel like it's a good question. It's a wild one. Yeah, just (laughs) kind of understand you and your background. Okay. Um, What can I say? I think whenever I've been asked this question before, the first word that comes to my mind is just probably, you know, quite chaotic. Okay. Um, um, You know, I'm sure, like everyone... There's beautiful memories and bad memories and whatever. But I think yeah. with my childhood, let me just get straight to it too, yeah? Shall I? <laughs> um, yeah. My dad was pretty much a functioning alcoholic for oh, wow. for most of my life, actually. Oh, wow. And my mum, for many, many years, was um, on what are they called antidepressants so she had she she suffered with really severe mental health issues issues. oh wow um so yeah that's probably why I think of you know the word chaotic because that pretty Mm. much sums up you know my childhood and what it was like for me and my three brothers because there's four of us I'm the only girl where do you fall in in that lineup so I'm the second youngest so I've got two older brothers then there's me and then there's baby bro who's not so baby anymore but yes um yeah so probably not going to get into too much detail but that pretty much I think you know you can kind of create an image in your mind yourself of what that kind of looks like and yeah it was just pretty much chaotic and do you feel like because of that did that ever did you still always want to be a mum and have a family um definitely I knew that I always knew that I wanted to be a mum yeah um but I think because of the a lot of the stuff that I saw a lot of the stuff that you know I'd been through from such a young age I grew up you know with a picture in my mind I grew up with you know I want to get married I want to have my you know white beach wedding which is you know what I've always wanted yeah and I want to have my traditional family um, I want to yeah. have a house and, you know, I want to have a garden and I want to have kids and, you know, just have this beautiful image in my mind. Um, and that was, that was what, all, you know, that was all I ever envisioned for my future, really. And that was... Was it a bit like a do-over to basically what you've had to kind of like... 
do it again. But... Do it again, but better. I kind of just like yeah. not, you know. I've always had an image in my head of what I've wanted to be like as a mum, what I don't want to be like as a mum, you know. And it was yeah. always, oh, I don't yeah. want to be like my mum. I can't be like my mum. I can't be like my dad. And you know, I just want to create something completely different for my for my family and for my kids. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. That, that makes... So um, I was scrolling on my timeline today, actually, just before we jumped onto here. Okay. Your caption <laughs> goes perfectly into the next question, which is how did you find out you was pregnant? <laughs> so your caption yeah. was like, I bought a one-way ticket yep. to Australia, wasn't it? And then I found two to three weeks. Oh, gosh. The pregnancy test. So, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. I remember that, I remember that like it was yesterday, honestly. Um, rewind. So May 2016, I bought my ticket. I yeah. bought my one-way ticket to Australia. I always wanted to travel from a teenager. I knew I want to travel the world. I want to go. I just want to see the world. So I booked yeah. my ticket. And then November 2016, it, that was it. Game over for me. I found out I was pregnant. Um, oh, wow. I literally just, I was cooking eggs that morning. And I smelled, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if I'm just weird, but you can't usually smell eggs, can you? Yeah. So I was cooking the eggs and I could smell the egg like I could smell the actual I feel like I can smell can eggs, you I... <laughs> I, I feel like I know I had that when I was pregnant that strong sense of smell yeah. that, was my, that was my giveaway I could smell yeah fish and I oh my work. god and I was like, but when you notice it I as well that? you're just like why does it smell so strong like yeah, and in yeah, my head exactly. I was like mm, could I be pregnant so later on that day I said to my um my brother David I'm really really close with him and I said Dave I need to yeah. go and get a pregnancy test let's just make sure you know I don't don't think I am obviously but you know let's just go and check so wait sorry just to go rewind a little bit so you booked in May 2016 yeah but when was you planning to actually fly out January the 20th of 2017 okay so we're in so we're in November now we're in November 2016 smell the eggs I'm like what the hell (laughs) I've run to um to go get a pregnancy test with my brother just thinking yeah like it's just you know just to make sure that I'm not and then yeah. we get home and I just bought these cheap ones, you know, because you don't want to splash out on a pregnancy test if you're yeah, not pregnant. Yeah. So <laughs> literally went back and tried this um, pregnancy test and he was in the toilet with me. And I literally was like, no, I can't even remember who looked at it first. But one of us was like, you're pregnant. And it was like, what? No, like, shut up. No, you're not. And then I was like, Dave, we've got to go back to Angel and we've got to get a clear blue test because yeah, that yeah. one will tell me. But <laughs> yeah, like 100%. <laughs> so we went back, we got the clear blue and then that one, you know, that one, when I took that one, I was nervous because I was like, oh God, like, am I, am I not? Like, what's it going to say? Yeah. yeah, I looked at it and it said pregnant two to three weeks and I said, Dave, I'm pregnant. Oh <laughs> and his God. jaw literally dropped and we sat there like just like we froze almost yeah and literally after that I was like right well I'm pregnant I'm having a baby (laughs) and we went and sat on my bed and I can't remember what we was watching on on the telly and then I started eating these chocolates like almost straight away as if nothing had happened and I tasted alcohol in them and I spat it out straight away and I was like oh wait I can't I'm pregnant (laughs) So, oh my god yeah did you tell the rest of your family and stuff like straight away as well after that um no so I found out in November I told everyone <laughs> Christmas day 
Oh, wow. Yeah. What a Christmas present. I, well, I thought, you know, nothing can ruin Christmas. So, yeah, <laughs> probably the best way to do it. Boy, was I wrong. Um, yeah, I told, I, told, I told the family on Christmas Day, sitting around the table. Oh, wow. Was it like an EastEnders episode? It was. Or... My brother actually caught a picture. I, I'll need to show, show it to you of my dad. Of my, of my dad's <laughs> yeah. face. Like, if Luke could kill... Yeah, it was deadly. Oh, oh, wow. He was he was pissed. He was absolutely pissed. Bless him. Oh wow, wow. Well, at least you knew that. Like you took it on straight away. You knew, like, okay, I'm I'm pregnant now. Like I'm gonna choose this lifestyle for myself. Yeah. But what would you feel like was your biggest challenge when, like, once you was pregnant? Oh, once I was pregnant. If I'm being honest, okay. Well, physically, um, yeah my first trimester was awful absolutely awful morning sickness sickness. um I was so sick all night one day I had to call a doctor out middle of the night to come and give me a home injection so I could stop being sick because that's I literally was thrown up too much and I was like I can't I physically can't deal I was literally late like I wasn't even laying down I was sitting on my bed laying up with a bucket in front of me and I would just wake up and vomit and go back to sleep like and it was just I couldn't do it and I remember that day I woke up um and I was so weak Priscilla I couldn't even lift up my arms I couldn't lift my arms from my bed I I laid there crying um because I was so 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 weak um thankfully it did only last you know first trimester trimester. once I entered Mm. the second trimester it was almost like just vanished um and then after that I literally had the best pregnancy ever no, oh, that's good. Um, so yeah, I don't think I, I with you know pregnant with the pregnancy wise emotionally, I don't think I did struggle that much because I kind of you know I know it's not the same for everyone, but for me, I was very set. I knew I was going to have this baby. I knew I was going to yeah. keep her. You know whether I was you know with her dad or not with her dad, whether my family were going to be behind me or not. I just knew this was it, and that's because of. Um, you said your religious beliefs, right? Well, yes. Obviously, my mum's raised raised us um, with religious beliefs, but I just think personally, I always knew in my mind, you know, that if that were if that day were to come, and I wasn't, and it wasn't planned, then I would go through with it. It was just, you know, personal beliefs as well. I just felt that 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 was something that I would do. But sorry, for many years. I did take care of myself and kind of made sure, you know, that I wouldn't end up in that predicament almost, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And yeah. um yeah, I don't know what happened November 2016, but hey, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you said then as well, like, so emotionally it it wasn't that bad in a sense because you knew you was gonna keep the baby. But what about like you was meant to go to Australia, your old life, you was working. Like it was a big change for you. So, did you miss that old life? Did you grieve it? And what was it like? I'll be honest with you. I think all of those changes in my life came to affect yeah. me after I had the baby. All of that, okay. that kind of hit reality. Like, what's the word? What's the saying? Reality hit home for me after yeah, I yeah. had the baby. You know, like during okay. pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. You did a bit I was of a in bubble. The bubble. Yeah, pregnant. like pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. You know, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, that is that yeah, is the real. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss and you're just on cloud nine, you know. Well, for me anyway. 
And, you know, I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to have a baby. And I was so um, conscious, no pun intended. I was so conscious, yeah. conscious that whatever I was feeling. Right. So just to give people a bit of background, though, your name, well, like, you're giving your <laughs> name the conscious mum. That's why she says, no yeah, pun intended, yeah. By the way. <laughs> I should have done that in my introduction. Sorry. I do have a blog <laughs> where I write about all of this, about motherhood, and it is called The Conscious Mum. Um, yeah and do you know what actually I could have said this in the beginning actually but um I haven't written about it but there's a there's a big reason why I'm called the conscious mum and a lot of it has to do with my childhood has to do with my upbringing and a lot of experiences that I had as a child um yeah and you know I just knew that I wanted things to be different and that is a very big part of why I'm called the conscious mum Okay, that makes sense. And so going back to that, I was very conscious during my pregnancy that whatever I was feeling, um, my baby would feel too. So like I said, I I wanted to do things differently from the get-go because of my Mm -hmm. life and things that I'd been through. So for me, it was just important to just go with it, enjoy it, embrace it, and, you know, just be really like you know I'm pregnant and that was yeah. it and Myla's dad very supportive from the beginning you know as soon as I told him yeah. I was pregnant you know he was like we're in this together and you know he was almost 30 so he was like you know I'm kind of ready to have a child so um, yeah and how old was you I was well? 21 <laughs> I was 21 when I got pregnant oh, wow. so yeah So So I was still quite young, hundred percent. And so, like I said, pregnancy was bliss for me. Um, I think definitely a thousand percent. um, Reality hit home when it was, you know, when you go home with the baby. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the baby home. It's true. That's true. So I know what you do, but do you want to let people know what you do a little bit so that I can go into like the next part? Okay. What What I I do career-wise, or. yeah, like career-wise, what you did before, like the reason why you was even going to Okay, Australia. yeah, cool. So, wow. This is, again, I just don't know where to start. Um, I've been... <laughs> so before I had Myla, what was I doing? I Well, that's, I'm sorry to cut you, but how you didn't have an intro for yourself, I know, like, honestly. You do, so do you know what? I'm so bad talking about myself. Like, honestly, yeah, yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I get put on the spot and it's just word for me and then or I just freeze and I'm like uh don't know what to say (laughs) (laughs) it's terrible um but yeah so before I had Myla um I worked in the youth sector working with young people working with vulnerable young people um you know um especially in the sector of challenging behavior so young people excluded from school for mainstream education and who are now you know in people referral units or you know working with hard to reach young people so young people um who are in gangs or affected by gangs or on probation um yeah etc etc I feel like to do this type of job you kind of need to like love yeah it a thousand percent otherwise you, won't want the, to you know it. you're working with, with these are people's lives you know these are people's lives yeah and, yeah um it can get heavy you know when you're working with people and um just before I had my lot um I started working with young people in the care system so you know actually working yeah. as a support worker um and taking on cases where I'm actually you know I'm practically responsible for a young person, not legally responsible because that's yeah. what they have social workers for, but, you know, aside, like, down below their social worker, it's me. 
and um you yeah, know yeah. and wow. it's it, it, it's very emotionally um draining at times um especially when yeah, you're working with young people with really sensitive cases and you just want the best for them and they're so difficult and you're just like all I want to do is help yeah. you <laughs> like literally, literally like, help, I just please. want you to break <laughs> your cycle because you can do it because I done it and I know that you can do it and that's why I'm here yeah so um yeah I'm very passionate about what and I do. you still you still do yeah. this now yeah. right so how do you like how hard was it to not give up like this purpose and like this career when you become a mum because yeah. I know obviously some people get we get so wrapped into being a mum but you went back to doing yeah it, so I'll be honest with you um it wasn't easy. I know that once I had Myla, I was, um, I when, well, when I had Myla, I was living with her dad. We was living in Hertfordshire. And, um, yeah. you know, things were really difficult for me. And then, um, anyway, when I split up with her dad and I moved back to London and I moved back in with my parents, um, that, well, actually, no, when I was living with him, I started thinking, okay, I need to go back to work. I need to do something for myself. But it was very, very yeah. difficult because obviously commuting from Hertfordshire to London every day, it can get expensive. And obviously my work in London isn't just based in one area. You know, all, all of my work was based all yeah. around South London, mainly like Lambeth area, Croydon, Streatham, you know, just literally just running around from one area to another. Um, yeah. So um, economically, it just wasn't feasible, you know. And obviously yeah. at the time I was relying on her dad for like everything. So I just became so dependent on him. And so it was really difficult to get back to work, but I just knew it was something that I had to do. So when I, when I finally moved back to London, sorry, I'm taking so long to get to the point, yeah. but yeah, when I finally, when I finally no, moved back worry. to London, um, as a single mum, that was when it was like, yeah, you need to get your ass back to work because, you know, you have yeah. a whole child to feed and take care of. And, you know, yeah. you're going to have to start adapting to this life where you're, you know, solely responsible for a person in every sense, you know. And, um, yeah, so I literally just went straight back to work and I felt amazing. You became a mum to then moving back to London as a single mum. Do you feel like you lost yourself? Oh, Priscilla, I lost myself as soon as I had my la. Like, <laughs> like I, oh, I lost my, I lost I myself that, in labour, darling. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the labour itself was so traumatic. I got lost in it, and then that was it. It was game over. It was downhill from there for me. Um, yeah, oh. it was terrible. Um, I just was, I wasn't happy after I had it. And like, my brother's the first person. I said to you when we spoke actually the first for the first time that yeah. my brother was actually the first person and you're the second and this podcast wouldn't like literally be the third uh, where oh well first <laughs> of all thank you so much for even allowing me and my platform to even be the one to hear your story like this I really oh, do appreciate no. it I, thank you for having me um but no it's really difficult to speak about sometimes because when I had my life like I think the first year was probably the worst year of my life. Like, I Aww. definitely lost myself. And, you know, when I say I lost myself in labour, like, you know, if I'm being honest, like, that is literally the truth. Like, I had such a traumatic experience mm. that 
from there yeah. it was like it was almost like everything was just gonna be doomed anyway like after that breastfeeding was terrible I absolutely hated it it was the worst thing ever you know but I kept doing it because everyone mm. around me was like you know you have to keep breastfeeding you know breast milk is best or you know you have to yeah, you so have to, yeah and I'm just like, well, like I'm doing what I can like get off my back like just you know let me do my thing um and obviously yeah. at the same time I loved it because come on, there is no bond, you know, like breastfeeding, like, let's be honest. Yeah, 100%, um, But yeah. when you're just physically not enjoying it because of the pain, because of, you know, the stinging, because yeah. of the blood, like, it's it is really very painful. painful. So I feel like people don't speak about how Like, I couldn't even get a shower. Like, I used to shower with my, like, chest inwards because I was, because I literally couldn't, uh, yeah, because of the, so the water just alone I couldn't deal with the pain and even drying even patting my <laughs> nipple was would sting and I'd be like <laughs> oh my gosh and it got to the point where oh, wow. you know I would like literally whenever I was with, like if mine's dad was home and I had to breastfeed I'd be like babe like oh like I really don't want to do this like I'd be crying or he'd be holding my hands and he'd be like babe but you can do this you can do it or like and I'd be I'd just be sitting Aww. there crying and it was horrible. How long I did, did you it for do three it for and a half months? Years. And I know that. Wow. And yeah. you felt like that? Well, you're amazing. I don't even think on, three and a half honestly. months is that long, to be fair. But. Well, it's longer <laughs> than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Bless you, but you've got two. You've got two. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would have coped with two, but. But to feel the way you were feeling, though. Yeah. And, like, I can see your emotions. Like it, re- it really was hard for you, and you still carried on for three and a half yeah, months. Because I wanted amazing. to love it, and Honestly. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to feel like, yeah, I'm doing amazing. Like, I breastfeed my baby, and you know, we're doing great over here. Like, you know, I wanted to feel like I was doing great. I wanted to feel that like I was doing the best thing for my daughter. I wanted to feel like I was being, you know, the best mum. I, and I also wanted to feel like, you know. Yes, I'm a young mum, but I'm a good mum and I've got this and I've got it together and I know what I'm doing. And, yeah. You know, I don't want to seem like an amateur mum, you know, and... Yeah, yeah. Did you feel that pressure because you was a young mum? Yeah, like 100%. I mean, you know, not really much for my family. I think my parents, you know, got over it very quickly, the fact that I was, um, you know, 21 and knocked up. But um, I think, you know, yeah. he, I would get looks left, right and centre. I'm, you know, I've got a baby face as it is. Mm. I'm going to be 25 next month and I don't look yeah. 25. So, you know, at 21, you no, can you imagine, don't. I looked even younger. So, you know, people would look at me left, right and centre. And, you know, going to the doctor's doctor appointment with uh, Myla's dad, who's, you know, almost 10 years older than me, people would be looking at us when they'd ask us for our date, for our date of birth and like... <laughs> I'm saying 95, he's saying 88. Oh, They're looking at us like, whoa, <laughs> you know, giving me the looks. And, you know, I got it. I got it from everyone. Um, so I oh, definitely wow. felt that there was that pressure just from, you know, outside outsiders more so looking in and just feeling like I had to. Do you feel like it was your confidence as well that was affecting how you was feeling during this time? Um, yes, definitely. I mean, um, the body... <laughs> <laughs> that I was left with <laughs> is ridiculous. If I look back at pictures, I was huge. Like, like my oh, my um, pregnant pain. tummy towards the end. People used to say to me, "You look like you're yeah. having twins." Like that's how big I was. Really, but why do people make those? I know, honestly. Comments, I, just I know. Like, it's not fair, like now, looking back, looking back, like I just laugh at it. But yeah, like I was actually massive. 
And when, after I had my um, emergency cesarean, I was just left with this yeah. huge tummy, like just hanging over me. And I was oh just like, God, what yeah. is this? Like, what is this? There's pictures of me where I'm holding my line. I still look like I've got a six month, <laughs> I'm still six months pregnant. Um, but, you know, that's not, that's, that's just one, you know, there's so many factors, you know, that added to, you know, yeah. just how I was feeling at the time. Um, so was there anything that you started to do to hopefully try feel like yourself? Well, when I first found out I was pregnant with Myla, um, I started yeah. writing, I started writing a blog because, like I said, again, like, I was so aware of just like, oh my God, I'm going to be a mum now. And so aware of like what kind of mum I wanted to be. So aware of the life that I wanted to give her and the life that I didn't want to give her. Um, that yeah. I was like, I want to record her life. Like I want to document things. I want to record things. And, you know, I want her to grow up and be able to look back on, on you know, parts of her life that she's not going to remember but that she will be able to, yeah, that, yeah. that she will be yeah. able to feel connected to still um mm-hmm. and yeah like I just I, I thought that that would be beautiful beautiful for her so I started writing even though I had never written you know anything before but it was more so for her yeah. and it was something I continued through pregnancy and you know after my pregnancy after I had an after feeling you know just really really low um writing mm. was definitely my like saving grace like it was what you know brightened up my dark days like if I would just sit down and write I would feel productive I would feel you know I'd feel like yes okay now I can do my housework and be a housewife for the day and not feel shit about yeah. it <laughs> you know because I've done something for yeah, yeah. I've done something for myself and that was my little piece you know for me for yes. me basically not for anyone else Writing's a good one, I've I've, I've noticed for everyone, because it just literally feels like you're talking. So it kind of feels like you get it. I feel like with writing with me, um, I feel like I'm really bad at talking. I feel like sometimes I don't get I don't get across what I'm trying to say or what I mean, or I look back and think, oh, I should have said this, or maybe I shouldn't have said this, and do you get what I'm saying? But with writing, I can take as long as I want to express exactly what I want mm-hmm. to express and explain whatever it is I want to explain, understand whatever it is I want to understand. And not only that, but it's not like I'm yeah. talking to someone where maybe I might be feeling self-conscious, maybe I might be feeling, you know, aware of what I'm saying or how I'm being perceived. Whereas with my writing, it is totally a judge-free space, you know, where I just feel like I can say whatever it is that I want. And yes, I know I share it on a platform. And, yeah. you know, if people choose to read it, they choose to read it. And if they don't, they don't. But that doesn't matter to me because whatever people perceive or whatever they think when they're reading, I'm not physically seeing it. it that's just my space to just be me. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so yeah, it yeah, does a lot for sense. me. So you, and you are an amazing writer. Thank I, you. Like when I went onto your blog, I was like, I felt like a book. I, was like, I need to read. Thank more you of so this. so like, much. That means a lot because yeah, I definitely sometimes still struggle with like believing that I'm a good writer. So honestly, it means so much when people message me saying that that they think I'm a good writer or that they've connected to it or, and it's moved them because it's trust me. I write from the from my soul. <laughs> I bear my soul. So yeah, it oh. a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's good. So then, what do you think was your light switch moment that made you decide, do you know what, I actually need to start putting myself first? Yeah. You said you felt like you lost yourself from labour. You're writing here and there to make yourself feel yeah. a little bit like you, but what was that moment? Like, no, Lorena needs to come I back now. I think it was, yeah, <laughs> oh, 100% when I moved back with my parents. Because not only was yeah. I feeling, you know, oh, the feeling of I've invaded my family space because it no longer felt like my space because I'd already moved out. So I was moving yeah. back in, not solo, but with a whole baby. So I felt like I was invading, you know, yeah. my mom, my dad, my brother's space. And um, that was really uncomfortable for the first couple of months. Like I would literally just be locked in my room with Myla. And my dad would get really angry at me and be Aww. like, Lorena, like, you, don't, you know, you're not acting like you're part of the family. And it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was because I felt like I was invading their space. I felt like I was uncomfortable. Yeah, if Milo yeah. would wake up early and make noise, I'd be like, shh, like, everyone else is sleeping. Like, no, don't make noise. And, you know, it was just really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It was a really uncomfortable process for me. Um, and that got me really down. So not only was I dealing with that, but, you know, the whole breakup with her dad, you know, I felt, I was heartbroken. I felt, you know, that, you know, I failed, yeah, you know, to give my daughter a family, a family that she deserved. Um, I feel like I just failed in, like, making my dreams come true. Like, the whole beach wedding didn't happen. The whole family didn't happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm stuck at my mum's with a baby. And where do I go from here? So I think yeah. it was definitely definitely at that point where I had a you know a few months where I was really deep down in that hole and I had to say to myself you've got to get back up back on your feet because you ha- you have to you've got Myla and yeah you can't stay like this like now it's you and Myla yes you're with your family but you know you're gonna have you have you you've got to step up basically you've got to step up and that for me I was just like yeah I've got I've got to be there for Myla and I've got to be strong. And, you know, that's when I started going jogging again. That's when I actually signed up to the gym. I was going to the gym. Um, when Myla was with her dad, I'd go to the sauna. And, you know, I was just like, you need to find your head again. And fitness for me has always been about yeah, yeah. mental, about, like, the mental stuff that it does yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah what yeah. it does for you. What it does for you, which is amazing. Yeah. No, people around me even honestly. say, Lorena, when you, you know, when you're in your zone of, you know, going jogging two times a week and working out another two times a week, you know, you're a different person because it does. It changes your mind. It changes your mindset completely and just how you feel about yourself and how you feel about life. And, you know, it's not even about like getting slim or getting a big ass. And no, like it's honestly like obviously you see results, <laughs> yeah. and you see physical changes and that motivates you to keep going. But honestly, if it was for physical yeah. goals, I would have given up a long time ago because I've been doing this for years, yeah. And I'll be looking in the mirror thinking, right, this is not working, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. But I, I honestly do it because it <laughs> keeps me balanced and it keeps me going. And, yeah, so it was when I moved in with them, I was like, you've got to get it together, girl. Yeah. And Myla's dad co-parent. So now you have Myla by yourself most of the week. So how do you find time to do stuff for yourself? Um, I don't. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I know that I do complain about that a lot. I'm like, I never have time to myself. I can't do things. And that is true for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I know that I get to do a lot of stuff for myself when I don't have Myla, when she's with her dad over the weekends. I try and like, yeah. do things in bulk, like go for a jog or 
have a session with my PT or, you know, try and do some writing and so on and do the cleaning and, you know, the list is endless. Yeah. But I think when I have her during the week, for me, it's little things in small doses because I, yeah. can't, I can't expect to do loads of things for myself in the week because that's when I get frustrated when I have these expectations of, oh, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this in the week when the reality is I can't because I yeah. literally have a two-year-old on my back 24 seven. Um, yeah. So I'll try and do things like, I don't know, in the midweek, do little pamper sessions. Like, I don't know, do a hair mask, do a face mask before bed, which always works wonders for me. Um, I think recently with the lockdown, yeah. um, what I've been trying to do is um, do things like baking. I, I know a lot of people have been baking, you know, every oh, day yeah, you I've see, yeah, well. you literally see people. I'm tired of banana bread as well, like seeing people do banana <laughs> bread. I even done banana bread with Myla and yeah, like, you know, we've been trying to just get creative in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of like trying to bring her in, even exactly. Like doing stuff for you, exactly. That's a good idea. That's a good way to do it. And just get them like involved. What I liked about what you said is like how you can go the week and then do your bulk there, and that kind of helps you to kind of go through another week. Because I think, like for me, I do need to do a small thing daily to kind yeah. of get through. It. But I think it is good to know because then it's like. Obviously, we all live different lifestyles. Exactly. So that's why we've got to just adjust to see what works. So it's good to know, you know, I do everything in the week, but in, at the end of the week when she's not there, but if she is there, these are the small little things that I try to do. I think also, um, you know, there was a period where Myla wasn't seeing her dad because obviously our co-parenting literally just went south and, you know, it was just terrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was able to use the support of my family members having to use family members to have her for a couple of hours so that I could, you know, go out and get some headspace and go for a jog and whatnot. And obviously lockdown for the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, obviously have been very, like, more difficult, you know, having Myla in the week to myself and finding that time. But like you said, I think it's important to find those small things every day. Yeah, no matter yeah. how, no matter it could be minimal, but you know those things are so important because that's what gets us through the day. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I, yeah, it, it's true because for me, mine literally probably just like watch a show. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. It's something so small, but Instagram for mums that me or just literally, like you said, yeah, something small. Exactly. But I just think being aware of that and just knowing I need this for myself definitely gets us through the day yeah that's true so do you actively do anything to try and make sure that you don't lose yourself again obviously we're saying you do small stuff here but like Mm. is there anything else that you like actively do to try and keep yourself going I think I mean the reality is trying to get by every day is sometimes the the reality is that is enough yeah of not losing yourself yeah. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, 100%. not every not everyone has the luxury to, you know, spend a whole day doing things for themselves and like spending the week doing, you know, reaching these goals and like, you know, like that's not the reality for a lot of people and that's not my reality either. So there are some weeks where, you know, consecutively for two, three weeks, for a month, my doing something for myself to not lose myself literally is just getting by each day and doing those daily things 
And I guess being kind um, to yourself as well and like understanding that, you know, that is all that you need to do. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's even just making a meal for your kid because there's sometimes yeah. I don't even want to cook. You know, that's the sometimes I don't even yeah. want to shower. Sometimes I don't even want to get out of bed and I just want to, you know, not do anything. So for me, doing enough that day is literally even just getting up to cook a meal for making sure my child is fed you know yeah no definitely um, it could be as small as that but you know I think the, the active part of me making sure I don't leave myself the majority of it comes when I don't have my alarm because I do have you know an entire day and an entire two days to actually focus um yeah. on myself and doing those things that you know that feed my spirit yeah yeah no, that makes sense that makes sense so what, what what advice would you give to someone who feels like they've lost their identity and doesn't know where to start to find themselves again um I think one point that you said is really important and that's being kind yeah um the same way we would be kind to someone else going yeah. through that is um and talking it's talking to ourselves the same way you know saying it's fine and looking in the mirror and saying you know what today's not a good day oh today you know you feel like this but it's fine and it's okay and you're going to be fine yeah yeah um that and also reminding ourselves that our journey is not the same to everyone else's we have to just literally focus on our own journey and try not to compare what other parents are doing what other mums are doing you know how great other mum like lives look on instagram you know it's so easy to go on instagram and scroll and like see these picture perfect you know, lives on the grids and like just compare, oh, like what you should be doing or where you should be at. Um, and it's not that at all. Yeah. Um, and it's taken day by day. And like I said, you know, you take day by day and you do these little things. And with time, you do get stronger. You do, you know, become more content. You do become more okay with your situation and you just find your feet in that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I, and I like that you said, like, you take small steps. Because I think that's probably why a lot of people don't do stuff. Because the yeah. end goal seems so far away. Yeah. But if you just do, like, one small thing to just try to get yourself back. Like, if you think about you, you just yeah. started writing. And even that Exactly. It's not about the end goal. It's about, I know this probably sounds cliche because so many people say it. But it is genuinely about enjoying your journey. Because yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing is permanent. Nothing lasts forever. Like, you're going to look back on that day in five years from now and think oh my god wow like you know and think about that time differently if that makes sense because you're not there anymore and it's just like no like this is where we're at and it's not about you know reaching that end goal that yeah seems so far away it's about now and it's about what can I do now to make myself myself feel better what can I do now to you know to be stronger what can I do now to to, you know to just feel good yeah yeah and sometimes it's about that Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah No, that's so true. That's true. And like you said, there's there's not necessarily an end goal. Like every I feel like for the rest of our lives we'll be fighting for our happiness, we'll be fighting to 100%. keep ourselves, but just enjoy the moment. So if we look back to like newborn stage, look how hard that seemed. To yeah, now exactly. in front of us. It's like even if you just look at how far you've grown in like motherhood that should hopefully exactly. give you hope to know how far you can grow in anything else. But yeah. no, that's true. It's true. Is what I'm sad about is we are actually coming to the end of the podcast, <laughs> and I've actually enjoyed t- talking to you. Um, but to end every podcast, I like to ask each mum two questions. So, 
for your first question is what does motherhood mean to you um I posted something didn't I about um what motherhood meant to me and I actually posted it before we started recording this without even realizing I know and that it it would be a good good fit for me like even just reading it like it proper stood out to me like the picture was like just a stand-up picture then the caption was so good as well and I was even like bathing the twins my hands were wet and I literally just come out of my husband's Instagram live and I saw it and I was like you know what even though my hands are wet I've I've got a comment I've got a (laughs) reply to this because this is just so good so yeah talk us through that caption and how that explains what motherhood means to you um I think looking at my journey with Myla and how I became a mum um this caption definitely caption definitely captures what motherhood means to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) so let me just read it from the top and it'll get to the point so I was meant to board a plane with a one-way ticket to Australia on January 20th 2017 and begin the adventure of a lifetime but when I read pregnant two to three weeks on my test there was no question you were here to stay and that's what motherhood means to me it was you from the beginning and it will be you until the end. Oh, I love that, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> I love that caption. And it just like, I don't know, for me, I know, well, I know you're writing, obviously, I love your writing anyway, but it just thank felt, you. I felt so much emotion just even reading a caption. So I don't know, honestly, thank you I for sharing. I felt quite emotional writing it, actually. I mean, whenever I write anything, I definitely get really emotional because it, I don't know. Yeah, it it takes me back and, you know, you just get all these feels, don't you? So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And then my second question is, if you have the whole day to yourself, how are you spending it? Oh, a whole day to myself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Definitely a lovely breakfast, a good, peaceful breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, A jog, definitely. Good scenery, get some fresh air. Um, some family time, if possible, and yeah, writing is always up there if I have the opportunity to to, to get a couple of hours because it does definitely yeah. take a long time to sit down and write. So yeah, definitely writing, family, food, and a jog. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. It sounds like a day like literally where it's literally just for yourself. Yeah, and you fit everything in there. A bit of exercise. A bit, a bit of everything. Writing, a bit of social. So, yeah, no, that sounds like a good day. Um, So where can everybody find you on social media? And obviously your blog as well. Please add the blog because everyone needs to read that. Oh, thank you. I haven't posted anything in such a while. And you know what? Again, people keep messaging me saying, when are you going to keep writing? What Have you stopped? Are you still blogging? And you no. know what? And sometimes I get in my head and think, oh, my God, I should be doing this and should be doing that. But I have to remember, you know, be kind to myself. And, yeah. you know, the reality is I don't always have time to, to write a blog. So, but yes, you can definitely find me on Instagram um yeah Lorena Vargas with an x at the end yeah I will put it in the description as well okay cool for anyone that wants to know how to spell it and then my link in the link in the bio will take you to my blog and you can find my stuff yeah I think I can also add a link maybe in the description okay box. yeah it's literally so just www.theconsciousmum.com okay 
yeah i'll add that in the link for anybody who wants to see it anyway the funny thing is i make everyone say it but then i'll add it below <laughs> but i feel like it's just nice for you to yeah of course say yeah as well but no, honestly, Lorena, thank you so much for sharing your journey with me. I feel like we've been, you've been really open and honest and I just feel like we've literally been friends just talking. So thank no, you so much. Thank again. you for having me. Thank you again to Lorena for joining me and thank you all for listening. I just wanted to talk about when me and Lorena spoke about taking time out for yourself. And what I really liked is when Lorena says she takes time out for herself in bulk when her daughter's with her dad in the weekends. I think it's just good because, for example, me, I take time out daily, but we just do what works best for our circumstance. I just want to push that again to everyone. You take time out, but do what works best for you. So for Lorena, she can actually go through that week and then she knows that she have her time at the end of the week so yeah so you just do what works best for you in your circumstance another thing that she said that I really liked and I think is a really good compromise is she does things with her daughter that she enjoys too so for example baking and I think that's a really good way to do some things for yourself but also bring your children involved but yeah so we just need to make time for ourselves but make it in a way that works best for you don't put extra pressure on yourself that you don't need to do what works best for you Thank you again for listening and to keep up to date, follow at mums that me on Instagram or you can follow my personal page at Silla Crystal.